um, just before, oh, I thought he disappeared then, Ken <laughs> brings the word this morning, um, it's connected to the word, um, I'm just going to read from this Bible, yes, <laughs> um, I'm not a biker, I was pillion last week, but um, I'm not a biker, <laughs> I hung on for dear life, but there we are. Um, so, the reading is from James 1, verses 22 to 24. So, it's a slightly different version. Um, I've forgotten, sorry, what version it's from. C-E-V version. Okay. So, it says, Obey God's message. Don't fool yourselves by just listening to it. If you hear the message and don't obey it, you are like people who stare at themselves in a mirror and forget what they look like as soon as they leave. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Obey God's word. So I'd just like to pray for Ken as he brings the word to us this morning. I pray that um, ears will be open, hearts will be open, just to listen to what God has to say through him this morning, through his Holy Spirit. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Isn't it funny how God tests you? Um, last week, as Sandra said, we went, uh, CMA was asked to speak at Hunstanton Church, and uh, a little boy was there, he was, must have been five. Um, on the Saturday, though he, his sister, I believe that was his older sister, said he didn't know we were coming, he coloured in a picture of bikes, a motorbike, and he put seven people on the drawing. One, he said it was Jesus on the bike, and six angels. Guess how many of us turned up? Six. So God works in very mysterious ways. I mean, he didn't know we was coming. They hadn't told him we were bikers. But he desperately wanted to colour it in and show us, and he gave it to one of our members to take home. So he was that proud. So God, God can work through people of all ages. Um, when people say that, we're too young for this or too old for that it's not true because God is eternal so what is age anyway the reason if my title come up ah there we go the reason for this title sounds a bit weird and probably I will go off track a bit for it because um, the reason that came up is because I was sorting through my wallet I, I don't know whether men do it as well but I know women do. Every receipt I get, I put in my wallet. Then every now and again, I decide I can't get nothing else in my wallet, so I had to empty my wallet out. And as I was emptying it out, I found a membership card for the social club in the village I live in, and it's ran out. So I come to the conclusion I'm no longer a member of the social club. You're saying, where is this going? But that's the trouble is, when you join a club... You pay your membership, and every year they send you a membership. Like the CMA, we, um, we have to pay our membership every year. If you don't pay, you're not a member. So, 
I'll take this off for a change, just to shock everybody else, because I don't normally take this off, I'm going to take this off. The thing is, when you become a Christian, there's no membership, well, there is a membership sort of thing you pay, but it's not renewable. It's for eternity. Not only when you're on this earth, but when you're up there, you're still a Christian. And it got me thinking, so when am I a Christian? And when I'm not a Christian? Am I a Christian when I come to church every Sunday? Am I a Christian every time I read the Bible? Then I worked out that coming to church every Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. Reading the Bible from cover to cover does not make you a Christian. It's the same as years ago. A friend of mine who lived in another village, uh, he went to watch Norwich City play every week, home or away. He was a football fan. So he went every week. Now, he never became a footballer. He always stayed a supporter. And that got me thinking that, yes, we can come to church, and that does help to become a Christian, but it doesn't make you a Christian. We can read the Bible from cover to cover every single day if you want. It helps you to become a Christian, but it don't make you a Christian. There is only one way that you can become a Christian. And all these others help you become a better Christian, help you go out to talk to people, but the only way you can become a Christian is by giving your life to Christ. And he died on our cross once for us, and all we have to do is once is give our lives to him. And that's all it is. There's no renewal form every year to fill in. There's no checklist that, oh, hang on a minute, you haven't been to church for a week or a month, you're no longer a Christian. Mm. Or you haven't read your Bible this week, you're no longer a Christian. Regardless of whether you don't read the Bible or come to church, once you give your life to Christ, you are a Christian, that's it. There is no turning back. We can turn our back on Christ and say, we're not Christians anymore, but it doesn't work like that. Because I imagine God's got a big book in heaven and he's wrote our name and he's put a big tick across it and said, Christian. Then we go off the rail a bit. But you don't come there and erase it and said, oh, he's no longer a Christian. And he don't even put a red cross against it like school teachers do when you've been naughty. <laughs> Seeing a school teacher sit there, it just reminded me of that. He doesn't do that. So... When we become a Christian, we are a Christian. And I'm going off a bit track here, but um, someone the other day, when they found out I was a member of CMAs, said that, um, I forgot the word I'm looking for now, evangelist, that I go out and talk to people. And I'd never put myself as an evangelist, I don't think I go out and talk to people, I don't do that. But in a way, we all do. If you join a club, you talk to people. And the best way to talk to people is to find out what they're interested in and come along. So, so if you, as, someone, as Wayne said last week, if you sew, 
get to know people who sow because there's a, there's a confirmation uh, someone you can start talking to and the thing is we don't go there straight away with the bible and hit them with it one that ruins a good book and two that hurts we don't do that so I'm just getting used to this really I felt like I'm working from novels drive through at the moment so <laughs> I'm pretty certain I've just had an order for hamburger come in but that's beside the point um, yeah so we, we don't have to hit them for that and as I found out being a motorcyclist talking to bikers they see all this gar- gear I'm wearing with this massive great cross on my back and they naturally think the first thing I'm going to talk to him about is the Lord. Now, normally my first conversation is, how far you travelled? What sort of bike do you ride? Is this your first bike, or have you been a biker all your life? And that throws people, because they're expecting me, with all this going on, I mean, you can't miss I'm a Christian with all that on. You know, that is the thing, you can't miss it. And when I first put it on, I thought people was going to shun me, but I've noticed that bikers don't do that. And if you'd ever noticed a biker break down on the side of the road, and this is where, as Christians, we can learn. A biker break down on the side of the road, he won't be long before another biker stops to see if he's okay. The bikers have a code. They nod to each other on the road. They acknowledge each other. If you stop on the side of the road, even for a call of nature... If you ain't careful, half a dozen bikes will pull up and ask you if you're okay. <laughs> Which is fine if you're not desperate, but if you're desperate, that's not very good. But, uh, so as Christians, we need to have that mentality that if we see someone that we think may be in trouble, don't walk past. Just ask them. Are you all right? If they say, yeah, I'm fine, go away, it's fine. But when you go away, don't just go pray ask the Lord and when you meet someone in the street even if you're just walking down the street or you're dog walking or anything like that walking and you see other dog walkers just say Lord I want to pray for that person what can I pray for you know and we need to be on side and again I'm going back to Hunstanton Church every Thursday they go into their church three of them and they they pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and then they do a treasure hunt now, my idea of treasure hunt is you find gold at the end of it, but they do in a way, because they pray for three, three things. That could be someone's name, someone's health problem, or anything else. Then they walk around Hunstanton and they try and find these people. And they pray for people, but while they're looking for these people, they're also talking to people. And their opening line isn't, I'm a Christian, have you been saved? That's not their opening line. Their opening line is normally, hello, nice dog. Or, oh, that looks nice ice cream, I think I might get one. We don't always, as Christians, have to go in full guns blazing and hit him with the Bible. Because before I became a Christian, the last thing I wanted anybody to do is tell me that I was a sinner, then I would go to hell. Because basically I already knew that. Someone was just telling me what I already knew. So, you know, it's, it's not about 
what we do. Well, it is in a way. It's not a way of how we do it. We don't need to go out in a group. We can go singly. We can go out in a group. I don't always pray before I go out, which I thought I probably should do because then God will give me. But I find out if I'm talking, thinking, I'm praying. And as a Christian, we should be like that. We shouldn't think, now is the time to pray for the Lord and now is the time to talk. Because God is inside me. So every thought, every speech, every word I say, it's God's thoughts. Well, hopefully it is. Sometimes I go off the track a bit, but that's, you know. But it's always God's thoughts. So I don't have to, before I go up to the biker, or anybody in the street and to start talking to him, I don't ask God to give me the words because I have enough trust in God to know that he's inside me now, that he's going to give me the words to say to that person. I don't need to get on my knees and pray, Lord, oh, there's a biker over there. Give me something to say to that biker. Or there's someone mowing his lawn. Give me something to say to that person. And the worst thing, when I used to mow the lawn here, the worst thing I used to hate is when someone came past and asked me if I was mowing the lawn. No, I'm taking the lawnmower for a walk. But, you know, sometimes we do ask silly questions. But sometimes they're the best questions to ask. Because what we've got to prove to people is, the people who aren't Christians, that we're normal, as normal as you can be. Because what's normal for me is definitely not normal for you lot. You know, I'm probably off the wall somewhere. Uh, but the first thing they instantly think as soon as you mention you're a Christian they think instantly you're going to convert which is not our job our job is not to convert people our job is to talk to people his job is to convert not us we're his mouthpiece yes and he'll use us for that purpose but we personally can't save anybody we personally can't bring anybody to Christ. We can guide them. We can show them the path they should be on. But only God can do that. So we can plant seeds. We can water them. But God is the only one that can reap the harvest. And sometimes we forget that as Christians. That we, we think that we need to have a book of how many people we're saved. How many people we're brought to Christ. Now, to be quite honest, in a way I'm waiting to get to heaven. In a way I'm not, because I don't want to leave this earth. But I'm waiting to get to heaven because I'm hoping that someone up there has got a book of how many people I've helped to bring to Christ. Because I don't know. I don't know. To be quite honest, I don't know whether I've actually brought anybody to Christ. I don't know. And to be quite honest, I don't care. Because I'm here to plant seeds. I'm not here to reap the benefit of it. It's God to do that. So, when we go out, let's not worry about what we're meant to do or have a set program of what you think, as a Christian, we should do. Because, to be quite honest, when I walked on this stage, Dan, Sandra, before I come on the stage, 
I said, I can't do it because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Everything had gone. My mind, which don't take long for my mind to go blank, but that went totally blank. And I'd got no idea. Yesterday, perfect preach. Today, but God is good. And that's what we've got to do is when we go out to see people or meet people in the street, don't rely on us. Because to be quite honest, if you're anything like me, you're totally useless. Rely on God. God will give you the words to say to people. God will give you the opening for people. So, you know, and that's what I like about these cards. Aaron's got these cards. Now, I love, I love these cards. One, we use them a lot because they advertise where the CMA meets. But it doesn't say nothing about the CMA on this chart card. It says everything about this church. Now, we met a lady down in Hunsanton last week. She came from Essex. I gave her a card. You might say, why? She lives in Essex. But she might know someone who lives around this area who's looking for a church. So give them out. It's an also, I use it when people say, where do you come from? I use it for that as well. And it's great because they've got the record of it. All right, they might throw it away, but how many people throw cards away when they're given business cards? If you're given a business card or any card like that, I bet you if you go through your handbags or wallets now, you've probably got one or two in there that people have given, all your pockets. If people give it to you, stick it in your pocket. Right? They keep it. It may come in handy one day. And also, the church. I like the idea last week. A bloke went to the um, information centre in Huntington and he asked for, where's, he's on holiday, where's the Happy Clappy Club church? And he turned up at the church we were at. So if we're known as the Happy Clappy Club, uh, Church, then so be it. Because what is, what is a church? This building? No. So we, when people say, I'm going to church... It's false in a way because you're going to the church building. Because we're the church. So wherever we are, the church is. And if, if wherever we are, the church is, that means wherever we are, God is. It doesn't matter where we are, who we're talking to. And it don't matter what sort of language they use to us. Because you have to see through the language. Because they're sinners. Luckily we've been saved. But they're on the verge of being saved. And that's what we've got to look at. I, as I look at every person I walk meet in the street, whether they're hard, nuts tattooed all over the place, there's a seed somewhere in their body of good and hope. And sometimes we have to just come along and just tender that seed a little bit to nudge it into growth and that could be just a happy word could be buying someone a coffee you know it doesn't have to be all the time about talking about the bible or god i always look at it this way if people want to know about god they ask me a question if they don't ask me a question i don't tell them because they're not interested 
If they ask me a question, I answer that question. And the best of it is, half the time when I'm answering a question, I s- they must look over the glazed look over my face because I'm thinking, where's this answer coming from? Because I didn't know that. So that proves God is speaking through me. And the moment I answer that question, I change the subject. Which is great with bikers, because I, I have to talk about bikers because I'm a biker. It's great about bikers because you, you can pick something out on their bike, like an exhaust system or new handlebars or something different about their bike, and you change the subject back onto that. And nine times out of ten, they will bring the subject back onto Christianity. Now, I say, if you notice, I said Christianity, not religious, religion, because I don't like that word. Because you can religiously go shopping every Thursday. You can religiously put your washing in every Monday, like my mum used to do. So, to me, when people say, are you religious? My answer is no. I'm a Christian, but I'm not religious. And there is, to me, there is a big difference about the two. You know, so when we go out, um, if you can put the next, hang up, slide. So he told them, do not take anything with you. Do not take a walking stick, a traveling bag, food, money, or even a change of clothing. Why? Why do you think he said that? Because God provides. We don't need to take anything out with us. We don't need to take Bibles with us. I mean, I take a Bible because that's part of what we do. We hand out Bibles to bikers if they ask for them. But I don't need to. You don't need a Bible with you. You don't need a list of Bible verses in your head. Because God will give you the words to say to that person when you meet him. As I said today, when I first come up on this stage, even when Stan was reading the first um, verses, I hadn't got the foggiest idea what I was going to say. And I class myself, that's why when I speak to people, I class myself as a lazy Christian. Lazy because I leave God to, to take over my life and tell me what I'm meant to say and what I'm meant to do. Do I get it right every time? No, I don't. Do I ask for forgiveness a lot of the times? Yes. Because I've said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing. Because the thing is about being, a lot of people think, a non-Christian would think we're perfect. We're not perfect. As I told someone once before, I'm probably further away from perfection than you are. Because my standards, what I've got to reach, is so high. Theirs is probably there. Mine is there. There is no way I'm ever going to reach perfection. Would I want to reach perfection? One day, hopefully, yes. When I meet Jesus, hopefully that's when I'll reach perfection. When I meet Jesus himself. But we're not meant to be perfect. We're not meant to. So, as I said, don't take anything with you. Don't. I find that's easy if you don't prepare, because then you're not let down. If you prepare yourself when you go out to talk to someone... And they don't ask you the right questions or give you the opportunity to say what you've got in your head. Then the conversation is shut. The doors are shut. If you go out unprepared and let God direct you in the direction that he wants you to go by talking to people, helping people. As I said, bikers, we're always, there's a biker's code. And I always think the bikers also, before they leave each other, say a little prayer. 
Because you'll know that there's two things the bikers would normally say. Keep the rubber side down or the shiny side up. Which to non-bikers mean don't come off your bike. So ride safe. And what do we say as Christians when we leave other people? Be safe or may God go with you. When you look at it, it's the same thing but just worded differently. So even the non-Christian bikers are saying a little prayer because they're asking you to be safe. And when I turn up to a rally, I know, you know, it's great when I turn up at a rally and they say, oh, we're safe now because God's here. Because they see the cross on my back. Now, all right, maybe in a bit of jest, maybe a bit of fun. But they've noticed that I'm slightly different to them. And I'm a Christian. They've already noticed that. So, you know, it says here, no change of clothing. And, you know, that, that last bit, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do that. I, I do like change of clothing. The stick, luckily, I don't need it now. Last year, year before, I needed a stick to walk. God healed me, so I don't need the stick no more. A travelling bag. Yeah, what would you put in a travelling bag? If you went, what would you put, Chloe? What would you put in a travelling bag? Toothbrush. Okay, I suppose that would help if you want to talk to people because your breath would smell fresher, wouldn't it? So that would be helpful. But sometimes when we go out, we load ourselves down with things. And I think that's what he's saying. Don't load yourself down with things. Don't take unnecessarily things with you. Because he will provide everything we need. We don't need anything else in our lives. God is first, he's second, and he's last. What we do with it is uh, to us. Now, as I said, we all make mistakes. We're going to talk to someone at one point and say totally the wrong thing. We've done it, I've done it before. I've done it with family members. I've done it with my friend. Um, but luckily he knows that I'm joking. So if we're friends, you can get away with it. Um, you know, because, uh, I mean... It just come out, I will tell you, that he told me he'd got cancer. And the first thing that came into my head is, oh, at least you won't have to shave your head because he's bald. Wrong thing to say. As a Christian, that's totally the wrong thing to say. What I should have said to him is, let me pray for you. But he's a non-Christian, so that would have put him off. So what I should have done then is prayed to myself about it, which I did afterwards. I've asked God for forgiveness for coming out with that because that was the first thing that entered my head and the trouble is this, this works before this works a lot of the time in with me. So I'm praying for him constantly. Now if I told him I was praying for him, he'd run a mile and he'd probably never speak to me again because he's so anti that he, that would put him off being a friend. So I don't tell him. I mean he he knows I'm a Christian because he rides a bike as well and he sees me with all his gear and we go out together sometimes on bikes with it. 
So he's not anti-me. And that's the opening. That's the door that opens, that God wants me to open, because he's not anti-me. As he said, he's anti-religion. And I've informed him, so am I. I'm anti-religion as well. I'm a Christian, not a religious person. And as I said, there is a difference. So when we go out, when we meet this person in the street today, this afternoon, or when we're walking down the street, or just, I don't know, whatever you're doing, say morning to them. Some people say morning. Some people don't. It's the same as being a biker. Every time you meet another biker, you either nod or you hold your hand up. Majority of them do it. Others don't. Some people I've heard say, I'm not going to wave to, I don't know, Harley Davidson drivers or BMW drivers, riders, because they don't hold their hand up. But I don't do it for them. I do it for me. And when we talk to someone, we shouldn't be thinking, how can I save this person? What can I say that would bring them right to Christ? We should be thinking, let them get to know me. Let them realise that just because I'm a Christian, I'm not like the vicars that are on TV. All the vicars you find on TV, and the funny, all of them are slightly weird. <laughs> They're very weird sometimes, and that's not showing us in a good light. But that's, that's what people think. When they, you say you're a Christian, they either expect you to hit them over the head very hardly with this and come out with verse after verse after verse after verse, or they think we're weird. Well, in my case, they're right on one. <laughs> Not the Bible basher, but in a way, I'm a weird person. And that's why I've been a Christian, because God chose me. We're all weird in our own way. So that means if we're weird in all our own way, that means we can meet a fellow weird person who's the same as us, who we can get alongside with. Because then we've got something in common straight away. The weirdness. And not that great that we can be weird, but we can be Christians? In a nice way. There is weird and weird, but it's a nice way. So, you know, buying people coffee. I love to see on sometimes when people pay for shopping for other people and they just do it or they give people money. I've never had the nerve to do that. You know, because one, I think they'd chase me down the street and demand to give me the money back and that wouldn't work. Or two, they'd probably hit me. But it's, it's the small things we can do for people. You know, hold the door open for a person. Um, you know, if someone drops something when they're shopping, pick it up for them. You know, buy them a coffee. And I love this idea of paying forward. A lot of cafes do this paying forward and restaurants do it. Where you go in and you order two coffees. You pay for two, take one. The other one's left there for someone else who can't afford a coffee. And I think that's a great idea. But as Christians, do we do this? No. Because I think as a Christian, sometimes we're thinking, what are we going to get out of this? Are they going to come to our church building? You know? And as I've always said, I want to see every church in Denham filled. 
probably ours first, but I would like to see every church filled. Because the thing about being a Christian, there are many paths, but one aim. So you can do several paths to get to where you're going. There are several paths. We are not all on the same path as a Christian. But we're all heading to the same place. And what we'll realize is that sometimes what we think is the right path may not be the right path for someone else. So by saying to them, oh, you must come to our church building. You must come here. You'll love it. They'll probably come in and think, that's not mine. And I was asked once by someone who lives at the other side of Peterborough and he was interested in looking for a church. And he said, the, first, the thing is, I'm nervous about going into a church for the first time on my own. I said, give me a call, I'll come with you. He said, but you don't go to that church. I said, well, we'll be two new people welcome into a church building. I will do that. Because he lives too far away to come to this and he probably wouldn't fit into here. He's more of a, how can I say it, Church of England type of person. He likes structure. I mean, the CMA, we've got two vicars in there. One is from a free church like ours and one is from the Church of England. And it's great to hear them two talk together because they come from completely different walks but the common interest is Jesus. And that is our common interest here. We have got every interest. Some people like fishing, some people like football. Personally, I can't stand football. But everybody's got a common interest with someone else that we can f- use to God's advantage to reach out to that person. So, in closing... When are you a Christian? When are you not a Christian? Well, once you become a Christian, you're always a Christian. You may in your mind think you're not a Christian, but you are. Do we make mistakes as a Christian? All the time. So don't worry about not being perfect all the time. It is God's perfect, we're not. So become a Christian. But, you know, and also when you go out, take nothing with you. Try it for a time. Go unprepared. And talk to the same the first person you meet. Say hello to them. Sometimes they'll say hello back. Sometimes they'll totally ignore you. But it doesn't matter. It's not about their reaction. It's about what we do. As Christians, we're here to serve. Not to be served, but to serve. So it's it's our job to make the first move it's not their job to come to us it's nice if they do and ask us questions because it's so much easier to answer and know what they want to talk about rather than we start talking about something they're not interested in so as I said next time you go out think about buying someone a coffee think about just talking to someone you meet in the street and seeing how they are and you know just be yourself closing song Chloe now